Welcome back to another episode of the Reformation Red Pill Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Hames, and I am joined in the studio with my co-host, the one and only <laughs> Brooks Potiger. That's right. Say hello to the people. Uh, hi, pastor of Pilgrim Hill Reform Fellowship. Uh, glad to be here with you guys uh, again. Oh, man, it's so great to have you here. We mm-hmm. discovered... Uh, I say we discovered, Pastor Brooks discovered something incredible mm-hmm. uh, a few moments ago that... I'm neither the prophet or the son of a prophet, but... But <laughs> what you got right here in the studio mm-hmm. is you got some peanut butter and jelly, right. baby. Pastor Brooks BB and Josh. and Jay, yeah. Wow. wow. And we've lost him. It's, uh, let's just say it's peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> There's a song for that. That's going to be in the background for sure. Today we are, we're going to get a little controversial here. We're going to delve into some deep waters a lot of people for a lot of people against man i was watching some takes on this that were real bad anyway we're talking about he gets us mm-hmm. he yeah, the gets Super Bowl us ad that was just aired 60 minutes or actually 60 seconds of um interesting uh, fodder for conversation <laughs> yeah to say the least uh, millions and millions and millions yes. of dollars put towards this ad campaign to introduce people to Jesus, mm-hmm. so they say. Um, and we've got a take on it. Before we give our take, the official Reformation red pill take, <laughs> uh, before we get to that, we are going to play the ad for you and comment on it a little bit as it goes. For those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, uh, we're going to pause it and kind of describe what's going on and um, kind of react to it as it's happening. And then and then we'll, we'll get into our... Uh, sure. Hot Reformation red pill take after that. So here we go with the ad. Okay, so what we've got here at the very first picture, the this is a foot washing ad. It's what it seems like. It's the one where you've got all these people washing uh, different people's feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brooks, you can just help describe yeah. it if you want. Um, we've got this first picture, which is... Yeah, it's like a, a tattooed, bleached son washing what appears to be the feet of his his father. Yeah, yeah. Green Day-looking guy washing his <laughs> father's feet. And then, uh, which, yeah, that's great. Uncontroversial. Yeah, that's, you know, connection between the generations. We like that. Okay. What do we got next here? Okay, we have um, a cop washing the feet of... Um, Somebody, it's a, it's an, it seems to be a, a Mexican cop washing a, a young black man's feet. Yeah, which at his, you know, first of all, at his face, it's just a strange thing. Mm. Um, I, I, I get, I kind of get what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. but it's. I think all of this is already a hornet's nest and there's so much under narrative here. Right. That this is going to land somewhere on people like with 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 a lot of force yeah absolutely and but even just the idea of washing people's feet because we don't have a category for that mm-hmm. in the modern day right right it's just it's just an odd thing for people so if you're going to introduce right. people we to wear clothes to, uh, to shoes now yeah exactly so. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and so and you've got this cop where i was going to arrest you but it turns out i'm going to just wash your feet right. like what is that you know in a back you know what is that a blade runner alley strange <laughs> but we'll keep going don't ask me. Okay, we've got this third image, which is your, you it's know. It's kind of like the blonde cheerleader gal. Um, mean wa- Girls? Yeah, yeah, there you go. While washing the feet of the short red hair, ble- or um, dyed kind of punk rock girl at school. Yeah, the, the, the kind of the misfit. Kind of the outcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. okay, yeah. All right, so, okay, fine, fine. All right, next, we've got 
a Native American. Yeah, this one's a, a little bit harder, I think, to, to pin down. So there's clearly a Native American yeah. whose feet are being washed yep. in kind of a beautiful, almost like Joshua Tree-esque setting. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, some sort of cowboy, but I, I can't. He's he's nondescript as far as who who he is. I think. Yeah, bit. I think it's playing off the cowboys and Indians. Oh, okay. Riff, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little slow. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, no, I don't know. It's not particularly obvious. You got to look for it a little. Well, he bit. does have cowboy boots. He does and, have cowboy and a pickup boots. Truck, so, <laughs> um, in the pickup truck. Yeah, that's right. But no horse. So I, that's true. You're that's fair. And no cowboy hat. If he had the cowboy hat, then I'd obvious. probably get onto yeah. you a little bit. But it's it's fair. Okay, so we've got. Uh, all right, now this is the one that people that really got people riled mm -hmm. up. And initially, me too. If you want to describe what's going on here in this fourth picture, I think. Yeah, so they're at a um, family planning clinic. Um, there are some people in the background with protest signs that say, save the unborn. But then the gal who apparently was going to go in for an abortion, she's having her feet washed by uh, what was probably one of the former picketers, but now she has chosen to wash her feet and put down her sign. Well, we don't see her sign, but right. that's yeah. the assumption. To me, this is one of, there's like two particularly egregious ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, mm -hmm. this is this is one of mm -hmm. them. Um, and we can get into why uh, later on, but what they're trying to communicate is be compassionate. Right, this bad, this good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and what I heard someone on, I think it was M Michael, what's that guy's last name? I forget. There's a guy on Twitter, ah, I feel bad that I'm not shouting him out, but he he said uh, that this ad is not meant to get non-Christians uh, in the door. It's actually to disciple Christians mm -hmm. in a certain way of mm -hmm. thinking yeah. um, and how we engage the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and, what, and exactly what you said, uh, picketing, those who are actively trying to save the lives of the unborn and to rescue the women mm -hmm. from doing this egregious act right are actually uh, they're in the wrong mm -hmm. and the and if really what they ought to be doing is washing the feet of people right. who come in right. um which which is totally insane because if you've actually talked to people who go out there oh, and sure. do this yeah. they are their compassion levels are incredible for mm -hmm. for for the women mm -hmm. and for the mm -hmm. baby yeah um yeah and so, anyway, so that's that's that that one really riled me up when I first saw it. Keep going here. Okay, so in this next one, we've got kind of this really tragic scene. Yeah. Um, trying to even make like sense of this drug addicted yeah, mom. Yeah, probably so. Almost like a, perhaps a I don't want to say a meth, maybe a meth house. Yeah, or yeah, something like type that. Of thing. Yeah. And um, a younger gal comes in and, and is washing the feet of, of the gal who's likely addicted and in clearly a bad way. Well, yeah, there's the bottles yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 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 And, you know, what gets me to is, you know, there's a there's a level of what, I, what seems to me to be, and you guys are going to get a little flavor of our take already, obviously, but there's this emotional manipulation that's mm -hmm. happening with the music mm -hmm. and then with these images because it's, it's putting things that our hearts, especially as Christians, really mm -hmm. gravitate towards. Absolutely. Um, which is redemption stories yeah. and compassion yeah and that is what christ was about yeah but we'll get into we are, uh, are pro-compassion yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly um because god is pro-compassion yeah, yeah. That's, and that's how he's been with us but uh there is some uh, uh key elements missing from this campaign that we'll get into in a minute we'll keep going all right so the next one we've got <laughs> Even these are clearly AI generated. They're just, I, to me, I think that these like what whatever they how many millions of dollars were spent on this? There's a guy out in the desert with a, a Asian woman, this white guy, 
Well, she's a climate protester. Yes. So she has clean a clean air, air now sign, and he she's, she's works a vegan. on a yeah, a um, an, an oil drill or a fracking or, or or whatever those things are to extract right. oil. Right. And he's using his helmet that he wears on the oil rig to wash her feet. Yeah. We uh, hopefully we can assume she wasn't uh, laying in front of his car to keep him from getting to work earlier mm-hmm. that day. Right. Um. But yeah, we've got this uh this this white construction oil worker washing the feet of this uh Asian climate protester. All right. Okay, here we've got a what seems to be a Latina mm-hmm. uh, in front of a bus stop. Uh, so it looks like, okay, we've got a family of... Um, yeah, and it's hard to tell. Is is this hitting the the immigration thing? That's what it... Uh, because that, it says Chicago up there, yeah, and, yeah, and that's part of the, the, the news of the day. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, yeah. So and we've got uh, this white what uh, what I what I think is actually a racist term what they would call a Karen washing her, <laughs> her feet and, you know white white women are the only people white people are the only people you're allowed to uh, to have uh, racist comments against in, in today's day and age but um, yeah we've got this white woman washing what appears to be illegal immigrants an illegal immigrant's foot mm-hmm. so and here's the other thing is that they're claiming this isn't political mm-hmm. that's the that's the claim. And yet we are touching on abortion. We're touching on illegal immigration, mm-hmm. not just like foreign people, but illegal immigration. We're t- all the hot topics of the day. Right. All the political. Hot all topics. the political right. hot topics. Yeah. But this is apolitical. Anyway, yeah. so let's let's keep going. Halfway through. You were there. Okay. Here we've got a what I can't tell the ethnicity of the lady who is doing the foot washing. Doing the foot washing, but, but she's um, washing the feet of a of a. Young Muslim lady. Yeah, we can assume Muslim Arab yeah. uh, lady. And then uh, a, a white fella eating his apple looking, I don't know what he's looking on with suspicion or what he's looking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. Um, all right. Okay, and here we've got a black mm-hmm. woman uh, washing the feet of maybe a... I think a Hispanic yeah. gal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are, some people are, are holding signs that say shut him up. And clearly there's two, there are two very impassioned sides. And then at the center is a um, one gal washing the feet of another gal. Right. Right. Which, again, is is, is playing into something that we that we like is is peace. Yeah. Like the, the Prince of Peace. Coming yeah, it's outside. refreshing. It's refreshing with so much shouting. I mean, this is a refreshing image to see. Yeah. 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 OK. And they could never take. <laughs> Okay, here we've got... We have Jeff Bridges, um, <laughs> Is it Jeff Bridges? sharing a foot bath with an um, older black gentleman. The dude um, himself. This is reminiscent <laughs> Not really of, Jeff Bridges, but it kind of looks like him. It does. It does. <laughs> um, this is reminiscent of that uh, famous um, Mr. Rogers episode. Okay. I don't know if you remember Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But where you've got... They're, they're not actually washing each other unless they're playing footsies. They're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're not washing each other's feet. They're just... Just a, a just a black guy and a white guy being a, being a friends foot bath together. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. That's ending racism. Okay. Good. All right. And this is the other one that I think is particularly of course, egregious. Yeah. Um, if you want to describe what's going on. Here. Yeah. So we have a a priest on what looks um like a Los Angeles beach coastal shot. I'm washing the feet of what appears to be a, a homosexual um man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and 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 what what is the what is the message here? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the question. That's what we're going to get into is um what what is this trying to communicate? What is how is this discipling? Cuz every you know, this is meant to be a discipleship mm-hmm. tool, you know? Right. And so what is the message here? Uh and it seems to be um accept everyone for how they are. Mm-hmm. Love them how where they're at, how they are, and and there's there's no sense of needing to confront anything, confront the sin mm-hmm. of, you know, because we've seen, you know, we've got, you know, the sin of abortion, obviously we've touched on, the sin of even illegal immigration, and it's breaking the most fundamental laws immediately. First thing, you're breaking the law and coming into a country. Now there are, you know, refugee cases and things sure, like that. Sure. And then we've got um, sodomy, which is obviously a sin. Um, and so what is, what is this ad telling us to do with that? And we'll get into that in just a second. And this tells us here at the end. The Jesus didn't teach hate. Um, then goes on to say he washed feet. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. And he said he gets us, all of us, Jesus. Hashtag love your neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. And mm-hmm. with that, let's jump into the official yeah. uh, Reformation Red Pill approved message on this message. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good way to say that, but... Uh, no, well, I mean, I, I um, obviously, when, when I was watching it in real time, I was waiting to see where, where this was going. It's not, uh-huh. you don't get the words until you're um, at the end. But I think once you actually see where it lands... Um, the the short version is, and we'll unpack this more. Is um, I, I think it's it's unhelpful, and and I think it it actually pours gasoline on the fire that is trying to um, presumably uh, extinguish right. ultimately. Um, so. my, my initial thought was <laughs> like, who is who's behind this? Who is funding it? Who is this for? I was just wondering when I got to the end. I was yeah, I, I was disturbed by it. I was. Okay, yeah, foot washing—that's nice. Um, but then, you know, the more I wa- the more I watched it, the more I thought about it. The more I was like, "This does. This seems like this ad is contributing to a major problem in the church, mm-hmm. rather than right. solutions. Right. Rather than what it's it's claimed aim to do, and and it's funded by uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The Green family, the Hobby Lobby mm-hmm. people. That's okay. they're conservative Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I want to assume the best in terms of mm-hmm. motives. Right. Uh, but it seems like, um, men who don't understand the times. Right. Right. And, and the reason, I mean, if we can go to our analysis, I, I, I presume, uh, but the, the reason why, why I think it's unhelpful is because, um, first it presents a false dichotomy. Jesus didn't teach hate. He, he washed feet, um, Two thoughts there. Uh, one, um, Jesus did teach hate <laughs> because hate is what we would call an inescapable concept. Yeah. Um, so if if you love something, then you necessarily have to hate something that would seek to destroy the beloved. Mm. Um, and so um, he he did. I, I would hope that that he taught hate. Of course, rightly understood. Right. Um, even Scripture says, "Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil." But putting that to to the side. I think what the the more pressing thing is probably the the prevailing definition for hate in our day is 
calling anyone to repentance about anything. Yeah. Um, saying that anyone ought to change anything, yeah. saying that God has authoritative thoughts on how we live, what we do, and then calling somebody to change in light of what God has said to, to repent. Right. That is called hateful. Oh yeah. Um, in our day and age. And I am, I am constantly, that's the number one thing I'm accused of obviously on Twitter um, is that I'm just a hateful right. bigot, you know, right. like that I hate people. And, and I, and it's funny because I, I try to make a concerted effort not to be like complaining, like complainer porn mm-hmm. where you're just saying all the bad things that's wrong. That's what our, I feel like that's what our conservative political commentary mm-hmm. class that's has become. It's clicks. It's yeah. outrage porn, right. you know? Um, and I try not to be that. I do try to diagnose and bring a, about a Christian cultural critique on right. on what's going on in, in the world. But I I really make an effort to make it clear that I des- deeply desire mm-hmm. and long for mm-hmm. my enemies, right. those who hate me and slander me and w- right. utter all kinds of evil against me, that I genuinely want them to mm-hmm. repent and come to know the the, the Christ of the Bible. Well, and, 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 and that's the point. It, it actually puts up a blockade to the gospel. Um, because it only reinforces there, there's that Lady Gaga quote that used to be on the um, Starbucks barista shirt. It says, "Don't you ever let a soul in the world tell you that you can't be exactly who you are." Mm. Well, that that's the whole reason <laughs> Jesus came was to make us a new creation and to not leave us in who we are. And so, if you're setting the narrative that Jesus didn't um, uh, teach hate, and hate is saying that anything is wrong, that anything needs to change. Well, Mark 1, uh, 14 through 15. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Mm. And so the, the heart of the Christian gospel is repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Um, in agreeing with God that we have a deep sin problem that we can't correct what is to him. real quick define what is repentance when we say yeah. repentance yeah um, repenting repentance is it literally means a a turning away of so I'm, I'm headed in this direction um, I'm going this way I'm worshiping this thing and then I now see that for the, for the dead end that it is the wages of sin is death mm. I recognize that and so I I turn mm. and I turn to Christ um, and I agree with him about my situation and then I look to him for for salvation and for and for for Forgiveness. Yep. Um, and that's the message that the world hates, and that's the message that the world needs. Now, the, right. the critique that people are going to give, and that I've heard a lot, when I first gave my 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 take on this, I've done a couple of posts on, on this campaign on Twitter. When I first gave my take, uh, I had a bunch of Christians responding, dude, it's a 60-second ad, you can't do the mm-hmm. whole gospel uh, in 60 seconds, to which, okay, mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. the Bible doesn't do that. It unfolds progressively over the course of thousands and thousands of years, right? right? So it doesn't give it all at one at one piece. But whenever you have got a megaphone mm-hmm. to talk to, when you you are you are you are you've now got the most watched event in the country mm-hmm. and maybe in the world. I don't know the Super Bowl, um, and you've got this megaphone. You mm-hmm. got sixty seconds. What do you tell them? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I mean, there's there, there. I have more problems than that. But it's like. When they say, oh, it's 60 seconds, you can't tell it all in 60 seconds. Yes, but why would you? You just said Jesus is anti-hate. Thank you. (laughs) Everyone knows that. Right. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Hate is bad. Mm -hmm. Okay? But how are we defining hate? That's the whole thing. I I think that's, it's, um, because again, going back to that inescapable concept. And so it's, it's, I think it it ends with the pastor washing the, the feet of, 
of the homosexual man. I, th- I think yeah. that's the last thing. I think that's and, the last one. And it lands there for a reason. Yeah. Because that is one of the biggest culture wars of our time. And that is one of the places where the church has needs to be prophetic and hasn't been. Mm-hmm. And so it is trying to um, cast that, like speaking into that or, or calling our nation to repentance as as a hateful thing. Right, um, right. And so again, it's a, it's a roadblock. For, Absolutely. For the gospel. Um, and, and especially because <clears throat> the fact that he gets us is such a glorious reality. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the incarnation is so incredible. Um, Hebrews 2.17, uh, I would say, is the perhaps the he gets us verse. But let's consider why that's so wonderful. It says, therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the mm. people. Mm. And so his getting us isn't, to borrow Joe Rigney's language, an untethered empathy yeah. that just meets us with no judgment at all where we're at. Him getting us is so that he can accomplish our greatest need, which is not for for him uh, to, to affirm everything we do, but it's to propitiate our sins. Mm. Um, and that's that's what the gospel is. And so... Okay, and that brings us to what is good about this ad or this campaign, not necessarily good, but any redeeming compelling. quality, compelling, yeah. yeah, redeeming qualities, which, which gets, which, you know, as you kind of touched on the fact that, that Jesus really does get us mm-hmm. is a wonderful, glorious oh, thing. It's, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. Yeah. We have a high priest <laughs> who understands our temptations, yes. just like you preached this last week, yeah. who wept. Yeah. You know, this is a glorious reality. Oh, yeah. And so we don't want to underplay So that, that he could be our substitute, our faithful substitute to, on the cross to, to, to propitiate for all of our mm. sins. I mean, that that's yes. why it's it's so wonderful. It's it's not saying there are no sins. Yes. Because if there are no sins, there are there are there is no gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the challenging things ab- about this ad as well, is it l- lumped all of those pictures, which are really different scenes and different things all together mm-hmm. into one. And it, t- and it ended with a, a really highly um, controversial. Politically charged. Yeah, and, and what the church is being most accused of right now in the culture uh, narrative is being bigoted and mm-hmm. homophobic and all of that when that's we're just preaching the gospel and calling all men, including ourselves, to repentance. And that just happens to be one of the big sins and idols of our time. Yes. Um, but it's it's pushing the church into a corner and saying, if you disagree, then then yes, you are part of the problem. Didn't you see the ad? That's that's hateful. And Jesus didn't teach hate. That's 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 exactly the thing. It's that <laughs> the thing that that's confusing too about this is that it who is this ad for? Mm. Because people like us are going to see this and be like, okay, you're clearly catering to a left-wing worldview, whether you know it or not, whether Mm -hmm. it's, I think that maybe it could be the the case that it's like this kind of part of this Trojan horse of critical race theory, wokeism, Marxism, getting into the church. You know, we saw, you didn't really see any minorities, any, there was all the mixes except like a black person washing a white person's feet, Mm -hmm. Um, which, because they see the, they see things primarily through the lens of power and mm-hmm. oppression and yeah. victimization. Hegemonic, yeah, yeah all, all, all that stuff. So very carefully, we don't see that. So, But all that to say, um, this, is, this is partly that, that Trojan horse of leftism that gets in there, but it's like there's a, there's a well-meaningness behind it. Mm-hmm. You, I think that they're like, we, we want to reach mm-hmm. uh, you know, a more left-wing audience or whatever, but you're, they hate this too. 
They hate Jesus. Like they, 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 they don't, I, I was watching some uh, leftists respond to this whenever I was thinking about this and preparing for this. And they hate, they hated it just as much. As, like we're critiquing it from the, from the more conservative Christian biblical uh, perspective. But then the people on the left that you're, you know, supposed to be appealing to, mm. they don't like it either. And you, you've walked this middle road. And I think it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's hugely watched, hugely viral, but I think it's getting kind of railed from both sides. I'm just wondering like who it's for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's a, a fair question. Um, but I think the, the important thing for, for us as Christians um, is, is to understand what happens a lot is a, is a biblical idea is abstracted from the scriptures, whether it's a word or a con- concept, mm-hmm. it's filled with a meaning and then put back into the scriptures. Yes. Um, and then seen as authoritative. And, and that's where mm. we, we just need to be shrewd. Yes. One, Jesus never taught hate. Well, yeah, he, he did. I mean, because it's an inescapable um, concept and we are to abhor what is evil. And that's even told us in Romans 12 in the context of what genuine love yeah. is. And so right. if, if you're somebody who love has cancer, you don't say, well, I'm indifferent to that. Or um, no, you, you, you hate the cancer. You, you yeah. hate something that wants to destroy. Mm. And so again, just thinking cleanly, um, but also the false dichotomy of he, he didn't teach hate, he taught feet or he, he washed feet. Well, the foot washing in John 13, he's washing his disciples' feet. Right. And he even acknowledges you are those who call me Lord and master. Mm. And it's right that you do this. Yes. And if I, me, your Lord and your master did this for you, ought you not do this to, mm. to one another? And so really it's, it's, it's in the context of um, the disciples serving one another, washing each other's feet. Now, of course, I'm not saying that doesn't mean that we don't serve unbelievers or right. the world at all. That, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Sure. I'm just drawing the point that it's drawing these biblical ideas and then sloppily placing them back into this context and in so doing, actually, I would say, undermining the the a platform for the true gospel. Absolutely. And it and it not only that, but it it's like it uh it makes it seem like Jesus, his ministry as the God man incarnate mm-hmm. was a foot washing ministry. Right. Where he went around. We have one story of him washing the disciples' feet, which is a glorious, beautiful story of the humility of our King. Mm-hmm. Incredible story, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it should humble us. It should cause us to think. Like reading that story and thinking about yeah. that should cause us to think: am, am, Do I serve like that? Am yeah. I humble like my King was humble? Yeah. Um, that's great. That's good. But that it, <laughs> that was one story that's then now extrapolated out to. Uh, like one story, as you pointed out, where he is washing his disciples' mm-hmm. feet. Um, and then people will point out, okay, well, what about Judas? You know, Judas was a sinner. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he was a disciple. And he, he was even a- called him out to Peter in that context mm. about not all of you are clean. Woo! And Woo! so I mean, it's not like he, it, it yeah. was just a blanket statement. I mean, he, he said, and then the, the devil entered Judas. <laughs> he shamed and, and Judas in that meeting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, because of his sin, mm-hmm. it, because, this is painting the picture that we never call out sin. All we do is serve. And, and that um, it undermines the power of Christ as well. Because when you are washed by Christ, truly, mm. in, 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 in the waters of baptism and faith and repentance, <laughs> then you are changed. And I was this verse just even came to mind from 1 Corinthians 6. He's talking about the former lives 
of some of those in Corinth, and including um, drunkenness and sexual immorality and, and all of these things. And he says, and such were some of you, mm. but you were washed. Amen. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Mm. And so when Jesus really does wash you, everything changes as a result. That's right. And obviously it wasn't even trying to go into that, but it was just a, a thin sentimental um, false view of, of the ministry of Jesus. Absolutely. And the, and the reason why this is important, dear viewer, dear Reformation Red Pill viewers, I know we got a few now, <laughs> um, is 1 Corinthians 11, 4 says, for if, some of, for if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you received a different spirit from the way, anyway, Paul goes on. The, the main point I'm getting here in this passage is that Paul clearly articulates that there is the Christ of the Bible, mm -hmm. there is the, the true historical Jesus of Scripture mm -hmm. that was proclaimed by the apostles, yeah. and then there are other false Christs mm -hmm. and false gospels yeah. uh, be, that are proclaimed. And, you know, for a fear of being hyperbolic, I don't know. This, this feels to me, feels, this appears to me to be a false gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a shame because... I think true Christians are behind it, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I think for many a true desire to reach people, yeah, and totally missing yeah. missing what is actually needed, right, 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 which is repentance and faith from everybody on every angle. I mean, yes. it makes me think of um, uh, Ephesians two. There is a dividing wall of hostility mm. um, set up between different people groups. Yeah. And there is one answer for all of them, repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and that is what then makes us one people. That is what brings down the um, the dividing wall of hostility, Christ in Christ alone for everybody, every gender, every race, mm. um, repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Right. And then we will be in fellowship and um, can wash one another's feet, as it were. <laughs> Man, that's, that's the... <laughs> That's the message that, that we need right now. We don't need this hippie flower child Jesus that is just accepting you just the way you are. And that's the and that's the danger, is that it, it appears to me that this is trying to disciple the church into further softening mm -hmm. her message. Mm -hmm. uh, further, Jesus didn't teach hate. What's the implication there? It's that many Christians, they're implying with this commercial, with this ad, that many, many Christians seem to believe that Jesus taught hate, right? Right, And and that's where we get into even, like I said earlier, about how that's what I'm constantly accused of on Twitter is that I hate people, and I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I genuinely want people to repent and follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And and it, my whole mission, as it were, not my whole mission, but one of the, the, the main reasons for starting The Forge and doing all this, um, this... Uh, trying to co conquer the digital landscape with mm -hmm. Reformation Red Pill and, and all that for Christ is um, particularly what I'm hoping to accomplish as a ministry to the church. Mm -hmm. Because I believe the reason we have this madness in our culture is because the church has mm, lost her salt, mm. right? Has lost that's And honestly, that, that passage in Matthew 5 is kind of one of my driving passages that we have lost our salt. What, is, what good is salt? if it's lost its taste. Right. You know, and I, I remember reading uh, Doug Wilson on this when I first was making this Reformation red pill transition. Um, but he said, you know, it does no good for the the meat 
you know, it's where the salt's supposed to preserve. Mm-hmm. It's a preservative and it seasons with uh, seasoning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's makes everything taste good and it preserves. So whenever the meat is decaying, it does no good for the salt to blame the meat. Mm-hmm. It's the salt's mm-hmm. fault. Yeah. It, the salt has lost its taste. And I yeah. think when we look at our decaying culture, we look and we see that all the decay, all the rot that's going on. And so many Christians are quick to blame leftism or whatever it is, mm-hmm. instead of looking to the household of God and mm-hmm. saying, we have softened our edges. We've stopped proclaiming the true Christ of the Bible, right. true repentance, right. offering repentance and salvation to sinners. Instead, we get this. Mm-hmm. We get, just go serve them. It, you know, that that famous quote, uh, um, preach the gospel always, use words if necessary. Right. That meant, That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, and that's bogus. Right. That's, can, that's that, that's not the Christian gospel. Exactly. Now, of 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 course, that doesn't mean we we don't serve and and love people and form relationships. But I and we talked about this a little bit before. But there was that follow up response video. Mm. Um, oh yeah, the, we'll we'll play that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if if this was a part one, then I, I think it, it could have had some legs. Mm-hmm. Let's and and then they waited till the second half and they played part two. He doesn't just get us. He actually saves us mm. as well and then changes us and, yes. and transforms us. Then we would have been on a... a That's the thing. Trip. It's that tra- It's that saves and transforms us. Because the thing is, is that that woman getting her feet washed outside the abortion clinic needs to be rescued from that grievous evil that she's about to go right. partake in. Right. The homosexual on the beach needs to be rescued from that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things, they need to be rescued from that. And that's what Christ came to do is deliver us from our sin. Right. And that's, that's the what beauty he did for of us. It. Yeah. And but now, all the people that are depicted in that uh, in their particular sins of choice, uh, they see that ad and they think, "Yeah, hey, someone should wash my feet." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, "Yeah, that's how Christians should be." Why are they so hateful? Mm-hmm. They're always telling me that I'm in sin. Right. But what they should be doing is just serving me. Right. What? Right. And, and that's the thing, Jesus. Whenever Jesus met a person who was broken. Mm-hmm. He met them with such compassion. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus confronted self-righteousness that we see in the Pharisees, he was sharp and quite harsh, frankly. Um, and I'm I, and I've been doing this as a mental exercise. I want to get your thoughts on this even right now, it, which is when I think of the prevailing attitude of our culture, what is it more like? Is it more like the woman broken at, at the well? Uh, caught in adultery, mm-hmm. where Jesus had these gentle words that ended with the charge to go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. So there's still the repentance and the transformation that he's Absolutely. calling to, um, but there's this this compassionate tone. Or is it more like the Pharisees who believed their way was right, that believed that they were fine with God with no problems? Like, what is it more? What should our um, our disposition towards confronting the culture be more like? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious what you think about that. Well, yeah, I mean, I I think culturally, I mean, you even see it in in the title of Pride Parade. Yeah. I mean, it it is an impenitent doubling down. Um, but I I don't want to paint completely broad brush. I would say absolutely, that's the disposition. Mm. Um, is is one of hostility. Um, partly because of narratives like this that only encourage people. Mm. Um, to Whatever you choose is absolutely Wait, right. What's the hostility you said? Um, hostility t- towards being called to repentance, yeah. being being called to to change it all, and being right. that whole Lady Gaga. Yeah. Whoever you are, that is to be celebrated. I mean that that is just 
the prevailing, uh, prevailing uh, narrative. And so many, um, especially young people, have got swept up into that, even, even I would say, in some ways, unwittingly. And it seems but, to me, then, that Jesus's disposition to, and we need to ask the question, you know, it get, got, gets a bad rap, the classic bracelets, the WWJD mm-hmm. bracelets, but it's a good question. Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? Yeah. And uh, sometimes the answer is bend down and compassionately, you know, wash the feet of the disciples or, uh, you know, comfort the woman at the well, at the well, you know, where your accusers now go and send no more. Right. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's making a quart of whips and throwing <laughs> furniture down the temple stairs. Right. You know what I mean? There's, the, there's right. both. Right. But, but he, he was never merely sentimental. He, That's right. He was always after the deeper thing, even with the dude who was paralyzed and, mm. and his four friends lowered him down. The first thing Jesus says, if, if I'm recalling correctly, is your sins are forgiven. Mm. It's like, well, <laughs> what's that have to do with this, yeah, this yeah. situation? Yeah. Well, that, that that was what this man ultimately needed. Mm. Was it, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk? And mm. Yeah, rise up and, and walk as well. But that is small right. compared to um, what I've actually done for you now. Salvation mm. has come to you now. Mm. That's the real healing you need. And, and so that's Jesus was going to the heart and dealing with the real issue every mm. time. Um, and that's going to look differently based on who he's dealing with. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And, that, and that's the whole thing is, is um, if we're going to apply all of the teachings of scripture to all of life, not just, you know, compartmentalize. I think we just gloss over the sharper, harsher passages. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think, I, I think in real time I'm processing this, but I think that that glossing over in our day and age, in our current cultural climate as the church, that glossing over the hard passages, the sharper tones, all of that, that represents our losing our salt mm-hmm. as the church. Like that's yeah. how we've lost our salt. Yeah. We've become embarrassed of those passages or we just gloss over them and they say, oh, that was Jesus. Let Jesus do that. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Let Jesus do that. Wait, so you're saying I shouldn't be Christ-like? <laughs> is, is, right. that the, is that the thing? Uh, are you giving me, a, well, you can't do it because you may do it imperfectly. You know, you might, you might sin when you do it. Okay, well, um, I'm going to do everything that Christ called me to do mm-hmm. imperfectly. Mm-hmm. So have you just given me a pass to not do any of Jesus, like not mm-hmm. emulate Jesus in anything? Right. You know? Um, and so th- there's a need right now in the church to, yeah, get out of the sentimentalism mm-hmm. that you're... that you're. Well, and and there is a need for a courageous conviction. Yes. And, and it's this type of thing that just removes the spine from somebody mm. or anybody who is susceptible to really being silenced. If anybody thinks they're being hateful, well, right. there's no way yeah. that they're going to take any risk with somebody they even care about who they want to teach the gospel, preach the gospel mm. to, mm-hmm. um, call to repentance. Well, there's no way yeah. um, if they're going to be just shouted down as hateful. And and this is the type of thing that puts that Absolutely. in people's minds. So. Yeah. And so we, we can kind of wrap up with that and go to, uh, uh, like you said, if it was just a part one, even still, the I there's yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you're getting at. Like that, there is if we can if we can say if it was just, hey, Jesus serves the least of these. He serves people that are and that are um, against him and that are enemies, and he mm-hmm. loves his enemies. And and I want to say again too that that's what's hard about commenting on this because I want to say different things about different each different picture. Right. Right. Um, and so it's tough to speak about. But since it lands the, the plane where it did, yes, that's 
really what it's what it's trying, trying to drive home. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the, the, what you were saying about it being like a uh, if it was just a part one, if there was just a message that was, hey, Jesus loved his enemies and mm-hmm. served them. Mm-hmm. Great. And, and really did get them. I mean, that that's John 4. Right. She went and started proclaiming, I just met a man who told me everything I've ever done. Mm. I mean, and, and it was she, she, after being probably abused and even in her own sin, um, just a, a, a commodity to be, to, to be tossed to the side, Jesus engaged her and mm. he, he got her. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he spoke forthrightly to her mm-hmm. about what she truly needed. That's right. Um, and that was compelling. He, he met her where she was at. So it's... Okay. That's a true thing. Yeah. That's what you're oh, saying. That's a, it's a true thing and it's important and it's beautiful. But whenever it's wrapped in this kind of emotional manipulation mm-hmm. uh, tactic that's, that's, that's sentimentalism lacking true call to repentance, a true gospel. And again, I go back to you've got a huge megaphone and millions and millions of people listening. Yeah. What do you do? And this is uh, uh, Josh Dawes on Twitter put out the um, – he said this – that. He is in the same camp as us and and criticizing this ad, but then he was like, "Well, what should it have been? We need some creative, someone creative to come up with mm. it." And then that's where our our pal Jamie Bambrick came up with. Uh, he said he just sat down and just had an hour, so he just put it together, wow. not thinking anything of it. Um, and it's gone, and it's <laughs> now getting millions of views. So I'm gonna pull that up, and we will uh, we'll finish with that. Yeah, we'll finish great. with that. Um, let me pull that up real fast. And again, we even see in the providence of God here that this video wouldn't have existed had that other one not. And so we, we praise God for it all. That's true. And yeah. And it's like, it's, it's sharpening us. Mm-hmm. So we, we get this message, we get this opportunity. And honestly, it's almost like I've been encouraged by how many people, even people who aren't, you know, super Orthodox in their Christian beliefs, seeing the problem with this ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been like, okay, there's a lot of people who are seeing what time yeah, it is, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I think before we play it, something I'd want to say as well, because I, I know there, there's a lot of people who are watching who kind of get where we're coming from, but, but there's also those who, who watch us Oops. and, and despise where we're coming from. Yes. And, and I would want to say, which video is it? Is it that camera? You, that You are right there. I'm, I'm right there. That, um, if right now you're just even seething again at where we're coming from, I, I want you to know that Jesus really does get you <laughs> and he's not afraid of your sin. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of your, your rebellion. He, he's not shocked by it. He actually did the most unimaginable thing in the world. He came to save you. He came to forgive you. He came to pray the, pay the price for all the sin that you have ever committed. All If, if your highlight reel of sins was put on display um, and all the horror that that would cause in you, uh, Christ saw it all and moved towards you in Come that on. place. And even right now, there there is forgiveness offered and there is redemption offered because he gets you and he did something about the real you mm-hmm. so that you could be forgiven and, and remade. Um, and so um, we just pray that, that that the Lord would give you ears to, to to hear and to see Christ in all of his beauty. Amen. Man, and that's, this is why I can't Pilgrim Hill. That's a good pastor right there, folks. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. No, because that's, that's, the, that's what's needed is the call to look at sinners, like all of us, sinners in the eye, in that little eye yeah. over there, and say, Jesus came for you, mm-hmm. died for you, and he... he, he 
wants to rescue you from your sin. Right, and, and, and the reason why it's so powerful for me, because it's true, I, I've experienced that. Yes. I mean, I, I remember um, reading J.I. Packer and knowing God, and he, he said um, something to the effect of um, his love is not sentimental, but it's based every moment on prior knowledge about the worst thing about you so that no new discovery about you can disillusion him about you in the way that you're so often disillusioned about yourself. Mm. And in the, just the place that I was and probably 15 years ago, that gospel just struck me like a ton of bricks. Mm. Like he's uh, omnipotent and, and omniscient. He knows everything about you and he wasn't afraid. He, it was in that place with the deepest knowledge that he, he moved towards you. So anyways. Anyways, let's finish with this and also with this comment that, that this is one of the reasons I really appreciate even coming, sitting under you and, and coming to Pilgrim Hill is because uh, it's easy for those of us who have come from the gospel-centered world and seen, uh, we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, and the pro- a lot of the problems that have arisen. A lot of people, it's there's a temptation right now to throw the baby out with the ba- bath water mm-hmm. um, and, to, and to, yeah, stop say, oh, we over-focused on the cross and the gospel and the gospel-centered movement without applying the law and applying mm-hmm. God's word to all of life. And so now it's like, let's, I, there's a there's always a danger to the pendulum swing. We live on a pendulum. <laughs> Absolutely. But then this is what I appreciate even about you just now is saying, like, let bring it back to what Christ can do for us and has done for mm-hmm. us and the way that it transforms us and, and enables us to live for his glory and his honor so that's the good news. That's the and gospel, I, baby. So I am so thankful <laughs> for that. Um, so I appreciate you, Pastor Brooks. And let's, uh, for our audience, um, we'll we'll play the Jamie Bambrick's version to finish up, and we'll just read it as it's going. Okay. Um, and then we'll and then we'll close out. So this is there was the he gets us that we've been talking about, and then our boy Jamie created this. He saves us. Okay, it says, former witch, Dawkins, former right-hand man, former jihadist. And so for this, it's showing uh, both uh, the uh, before and after picture Mm -hmm. from each of these these categories, which is so wonderful. Former KKK member. Former drug addict, there's your boy. Jeff Durbin, (laughs) representing the Baptist. Former gang leader. A former drag queen and prostitute. Incredible. Former abortionist. Wow, look at that. Mm. Former transgender. Mm. Former porn star. That's just so good. Former new age guru. Former lesbian activist. There's our girl, Rosaria. Mm. Jesus doesn't just get us. He saves us. Come on. Amen. Come on, church. He transforms us. Cleanse, forgives, delivers, redeems, loves. <laughs> okay. Such for some of you. Man. Oh, that's the verse I was even thinking of. Yeah. Oh, so good. So with that, all you guys who are appreciating the Reformation Red Pill podcast, I encourage you guys to go give us a, a like and a comment and a subscribe and all the good things. Give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And if you really, really want to support what we're doing, come join the Patreon. We're we're getting people every week join. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, we're doing this in my garage, and uh, I know it looks really cool over there. It's a garage, and so uh, it costs a lot of money to produce this stuff. But we've got lots of exciting content coming out. You gave an idea last week. You texted mm. me with it. Do you want to tease that the, oh. the title? 
was yeah. really good. And if you give them the title, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll support it. They'll yeah. support it. So you know? it would be um, gathering up some ob- obscure G.K. Chesterton essays that I love. Mm. What did I call it? The um, it's a, a collection of happy spells from the Wizard of Wonder. I think that was my yeah, working title. That's a, now that's we a podcast. Just, we would have for each podcast, we'd be going through a different Chesterton story and just talking about it. So if you want that, what I need is uh, to pay someone to edit. <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing. We're starting a company. And we need help. And so, and we've, we're getting, still collecting equipment, things like that. So if you want to support this and what we're doing, join us on Patreon. If not, it's free for you to just go subscribe, like, leave the five-star review. We thank you for yeah. all that you've done already in engaging. We've been so encouraged by the response that we've gotten. It's been very humbling and wonderful. And with that, I'm going to leave you with my normal charge. It's mm. a very exhilarating, very exciting, very wonderful charge. And that is that you would go... Build, defend, and expand the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do it with a happy heart as a happy warrior. Amen. Amen. Amen.